Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Esther Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take our theology and we bring it to the streets. Welcome. Hope everything is well. You can reach me, Pastor Grimaldi, at Gmail. Write me about anything. I'll try to answer it, mainly theological stuff, but practical stuff also. I am honored. I got my co-host with me, Pastor Michael Teddy from India. <laughs> I, every time I, uh, I think about Michael, I know he's been sending me some wonderful pictures of, of baby Ethan and, and just that, that he's a father. So he's going through a lot of things. And I see he's a little tired this morning and, you know, the baby keeps him up. But uh, Pastor Michael, uh, welcome back, uh, co-host to Street Talk Theology. You have anything to say to your, our street talkers before we start on our topic? Oh yes, uh, it, it's good to be. It's good to be back. It's good to um, good to keep doing this. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've got my hands full. Uh, you <laughs> you'd think theology is hard. <laughs> uh, this this is hard. <laughs> so uh, he keeps me awake through the night. I don't think anybody has kept me this awake and this uh, <laughs> on my toes. And he's only four months, so I can't I can't can't imagine what we're <laughs> heading into. You know when I, when 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 Pastor Michael came on this morning, well, it's it's eleven thirty uh, my time now. That means it's twelve. It's midnight by you, right? Uh, yeah, Pastor yeah, Michael. So he looked a little tired, and usually he's like, and he's energetic. But I mean, I, I I can tell baby Ethan is starting to, the doctrine of baby Ethan is starting to <laughs> take its toll <laughs> on, on on Pastor Michael, and we got to pray for his wife too. You know, obviously yeah. as they bring up a child. So I, you know, and it's funny, we were going to talk a little bit about uh, Hebrew six, which is always a interesting topic. I mean, you know, especially people would talk about, you know, can you lose your salvation or whatever? Those right. things, those things seem to be just so Americanized, you know, I don't see that stuff in scripture, but maybe we'll get there. But Something else came up in our conversation. This is how me and Pastor Michael do this. I mean, we don't we, we don't have notes in front of us. I mean, we just wing this stuff. You know, we I didn't even know what we were to talk about, and, and we would. I was thinking about because, and we'll talk about that later. I know I'm going on and on, but we have a guest coming on. I think next week that wrote a a, a book. Of, well, a, a short treatise on First John, and we'll talk about that later. But but yeah. something came up in our conversation. What did come up was the Gospel Coalition has now entered the fold of being in India. And yep. so right away, that stirred up a conversation. And because there is some smatherings, there's some voices that the Gospel Coalition um, is kind of taken up for the social justice movement. Now, you know, again, these are weeds that, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it's there. Uh, you discuss it. You 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 know that all of us are sanctified in spot. So Pastor Michael's got something called the Brook Kidron, right? Is that it? And he's got a little uh, 
Blog, would that be the right word, uh, Pastor Michael? Is it a blog or yeah. something close to that blog? It, yeah. yeah, it's a blog and a podcast segment on the cross purpose. Uh, and, and that's the, exactly. So, um, and he's going to share with me. But anyway, the Gospel Coalition now is in India. And, and, and so there's been some, some issues, uh, social justice issues that have been coming up in India now. And, and so... Uh, Pastor Michael had to deal with this kind of front and center, and he was not really privy about the of, of the social justice infiltration. And we've never really spoken about it. I've heard about it here in America, obviously. And, and you know, being a pastor, you got to deal with your congregation. And I'm just kind of introducing the topic. So Pastor Michael, knowing who Pastor Michael is, he was investigating, uh, rightly trying to divide the word of truth about the coalition who's now in India. And basically, I want to ask Pastor Michael, and I'm a little privy. We only spent five minutes talking about this, so I don't know what I mean. I know what I think he found, but I think it's interesting to see how this all came about. And I think it's interesting to see what Pastor Michael found. And, and let me say this about Pastor Michael, please. He's not looking to um, look for the hair in the egg, so to speak. He's not looking to um, say I'm right. But you have to be careful when there's when there's infiltration in the areas where somebody preaches. Paul spoke about that, right? I mean, you know, be careful when these things prop up, especially where the, you know, the word of God is being preached. So with that, I, I kind of did the intro because I'm really, this is, I want to hear Pastor Michael on this. I'm just giving you guys the intro to this and um, I'm going to give it to my co-host and, and he can bring you up to speed and kind of, you know, tie the loose ends that I got. And it's, I don't know, it took me like five minutes to do that. So what do you think, Pastor Michael? Let's stay, let's stay, take one segment on this, and then we'll go to Hebrews 6, uh, getting ready for uh, Pastor Joel Webb next week. Is that okay, uh, Pastor Michael? So we'll spend a little yeah. time on this social justice yeah. stuff. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I myself uh, came to know about the Gospel Coalition India edition quite late. Um, I, you know, it was, it didn't never came up uh, on my newsfeed or that never came up in discussion. So I was kind of surprised there was an India edition. And to be honest, I was excited. If you must know the context in India, um, uh, we, we could use a lot of good theology, right? And we could use a lot of good uh, theologians. We could use a lot of good help in bringing gospel centered resources to India. And, um, but we've lacked in those things. So when I when I think about the Gospel Coalition, you know, when I when I was uh, much younger in my faith, and even uh, before we planted the church here, you know, we didn't have a lot of resources, right? Uh, we couldn't get access to a lot of reform resources, and so the kind of places we went to was the Gospel Coalition. So uh, if you ask me about my uh, personal uh, sentiment towards the Gospel Coalition, yeah, it's it's one of warmth. Not, um, yeah, not anger, not um, you know, not any sort of resistance. It's, it's warmth because I've I've been blessed greatly by the men who 
who began the gospel coalition who worked through the gospel coalition so um, i was kind of happy you know here here we go there's an india edition now we can you know the gospel's going to come out and uh, it came to my attention that there was a particular article and a particular video that was put out that that kind of uh, raised a lot of eyebrows got a lot of uh, people here reformed brothers talking some very concerned and worried and things like that and so i said okay let me take a look i also went and took a look at it and uh, i kind of agreed with their sentiment um and y- you know how it is right uh, uh, with things like the social justice it's not necessarily that things need to be explicit but there's a very subtle way in which you can import ideologies mm. um and uh, that is something that uh, you know when paul looks at the ephesian elders and tells them wolves will rise from amongst you you know i wonder how they took that response um and and when it talks about wolves in sheep's clothing there is an outward uh, uh affirmation an outward uh uh semblance to okay christianity but inwardly uh it's corrupt and i want to be careful here i'm not saying that the men of tgc india are wolves okay that's not at all what i'm saying <laughs> but rather i'm talking about the principle that even an ideology that seems christian on the outside or you know you as some semblance to christianity does not make it so mm. that it can really be broken uh on the inside with it with its roots so again yeah so this article and this video came out and i kind of listened to it i kind of listened to it repeatedly and the more i listened to it my concern grew and so um as part of our segment on the cross purpose uh which is called brookedron uh which is what the righteous kings of judah like josiah when they uh, read the word of the <laughs> lord and they uh and you know when they understood what the word of the lord taught they went and broke the idols and destroyed all of the abominations that were raised against god in israel they went and you know pulverized them and destroyed them and cast their ruins upon the brook kidron so that's that's kind of the reason we you know i picked the title because that's what that segment is for is to is to bring every thought captive to Christ uh, you know to bring down lofty arguments and uh, any thought raised against the knowledge of Christ so that's that's the idea behind it so what i did was i kind of responded to the article first on the brook it drawn and i sent it about and uh, it was well received by a lot of pastors i know who've uh, been spreading it about i think and um, it's been making its round so yeah so the the main the main topic behind that article was the dream of a new india you know it's the dream of a new india and uh, hey, pastor uh, michael one one question maybe uh, one 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 suggestion maybe we can put that link in the show notes and and maybe they yeah, can yeah we can we can yeah, of uh, course so- i i can give you both the article and the response i put out and we can if we can put them in the show notes so people can uh, read that or listen to it out uh, whatever format you got please yeah absolutely absolutely we can do that so yeah so the article mainly addresses uh, the dream of a new india and uh, my critique for the article was that it was an article full of mention of dreams but never once defining what that dream of a new india is it sounded to me like a secular piece of uh, 
you know, the, the dream of a new India seems to be this uh, uh, superpower India with a, a stable economy, with a vibrant culture, with, you know, all sorts of uh, mere cultural connotations and about how the gospel is important for all of it. Now, on the outside, I agreed with a lot of stuff, right? And I was trying to be as um, sympathetic as I could with the author in trying to say, okay, this is probably what he meant. That is probably what he meant. But then when you got into the crux of the arguments, you could see that the arguments that kept coming up were of the nature of uh, inclusivity, uh, inequality, um, you know, different topics like that were slowly begin to be raised. So one of the things they talk about is income inequality, you know, and uh, uh, that there is a huge income inequality in India that needs to be addressed and it's entirely ungodly and things like that. Um, and there might be some truth to some of it, but I just couldn't get heads or tails of what the article was trying to say. At the end of the day, you know, it was a vague article that didn't address anything. There was no solid biblical grounding. I, I went, you know, I, I, I kept saying I read the article on the dream of a new India and walked away as though I saw a dream. Um, there, was, there was nothing there that was anchoring on anything that was biblically rooted. But when you begin to unpack the thoughts or the perspectives behind those thoughts or opinions, you begin to see that they are not so much grounded in scripture, but they are, they are more grounded in a cultural notion of we need to be open, we need to be friendly, we need to be welcoming, we need to be inclusive, we need to understand you know, minorities. It's all that language that seems to be slowly importing in. And there was very little founding on most of the stuff that was being said. Now, I address this in detail in the response, which, you know, I'm sure people can get into. But one of the things that I did address was, you know, this whole idea of inequality, which is something you kind of hear everywhere. And, uh, you know, even if it's the race issue, it's basically a fight of inequality between everything, right? We, are, we all must be treated equal. Everything must be equal. And then I was saying that uh, we must be careful because inequality in and of itself is not sinful. Because God made man and woman unequal in many ways. Uh, a man and a woman are equal in dignity, in worth, in value, in the eyes of God. Um, as people, we are worth the same. Whether you're a woman or a man, uh, we have the same dignity before God. But at the same time, we know that God created man and woman unequal biologically in the sense of temperament, uh, in their functional duties in marriage, in their functional duties in the church. So there's a lot of things for which a man does not equal a woman. So in that sense, inequality is a God-given design even before the fall of man. Mm. That's not something that was introduced post-Lapsarian. This is before the fall of man. Right. You have God introducing man not equal to woman. 
So inequality in that sense is not sinful. So you can't just look at everything and say A not equal to B, we've got a problem. That doesn't that so, doesn't so Michael, so kind of equal but different roles, right? We the the you know the the man has a different role than the woman. I mean absolutely uh, yeah. Please. Yeah, so if if so if you take biology, which is so if you look at the fight that's happening on, on in America, you've got people, you got men claiming to be women and women claiming to be men, right? And what's the obvious distinction between them? Well, it's biological, right? Yeah, I mean, in right now you've got people in America. You ask them what is a woman, and they'd say, uh, "I'm not a biologist." Right, and that's kind of making its rounds pretty heavily. Yeah. Uh, so the and, and no, I'm I'm just uh, I'm just agreeing that that didn't I think that Supreme Court justice that was just being interviewed basically. Right. I gave I don't know if you were attributing to that, but gave that I same save that gave that same answer. I'm not a biologist, you know. So yeah, great right. point, great point. All right. So so what what you've got is uh, we know for certain that a man and a woman are not equal biologically so but the problem is for them it's inequality no we've got to be we've got to look the same so i can i can change into a man and a man can change into a woman at will because if we can do it at will then there is really no distinction so more and more they're trying to blur out the distinction between uh, man and woman any sort of uh, inequality is sin but what i what i try to put forward is that's not true biblically there is a righteous uh, sense in which two things need not be equal mm. and that's god's design and there is an unrighteous way where when they are all, when they ought to be equal they they shouldn't be you know treated differently so the the example i give is you know if uh, in india the indian institute of technology iit is uh, one of the most premium engineering institutions in the country right it's like in america it would be like the mit right so if if you if you kind of studied at mit and you graduated from mit or you graduated from a local university that's not as well known or as well recognized you graduate both of you graduate from each of these institutions when you get a job you're most likely going to be paid different right the guy who comes from a university that is very highly reputed for its education is going to be paid more so in india if you get a job if you graduate and you get a job and you know you come from iit the chances are you're going to be paid much more now that's not unrighteous inequality no not at all right but you could argue that so i push back on the article and i say when you say income inequality what do you mean uh, uh i mean this this is probably going to be controversial but uh, a lead male actor who brings in more money to the producers will be paid more than a lead female actress who brings in less money to the producer just because they both play lead roles does not mean they need to be paid the same why because you're paid on the basis of the money you bring in mm. so it's due it's payment for due services right it's for the services rendered and for the qualifications 
but there seems to be this you know these kind of categories are completely thrown out the window and it's just a, a, a scream for equality it's just a pursuit of we are all the same we need to be pursuing the same and so if 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 you must know the the author of this article even in the video goes so much to even equate unbelievers and believers mm. where he goes to the extent of saying at the end of the day all of us desire to be in paradise even the unbeliever which goes against everything the scripture says mm. for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile towards god it cannot please him indeed it is not able to romans 8 so you you've you've got a fundamental uh conflict that begins to arise uh from a lot of vague positivity right it's the dream of a new india it's going to be wonderful it's going to be splendid it's going to be christian it's got to be gospel we've got to love people we've got to treat people equally we've got to bring people together we've got to care for minorities we've got all that language coming in but it's rooted upon nothing really you know Pest, and uh, yeah yes my god just one thing and uh, we got about 5 minutes on this on this thing uh, on this segment i, I was thinking for the unbeliever paradise is a whole different uh paradise for the unbeliever is going to be different than paradise for the believer i mean them they may have a they may have a mindset of paradise but it's not going to be the para, it's not going to be the same mindset as the paradise that you and me and our our, our spouses are looking towards their 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 paradise would be something worldly you would think or something you know so yeah that's it that's a vague argument really um i think it's a straw right. man's argument really yeah and 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 so so the the reason i point this in i make the connection to social justice is because of the um is because of the way of thought that's bringing about these kind of arguments it is this very vague it is grounded upon nothing and it's a call for some kind of justice on the social sphere of things so in india we're not going to have the black white issue because none of us are black or white so we're not going to have right we're going to, we're not going to have the race issue be prominent it's going to it's going to lift its head some other way um and so the language the approach so in my response to tgc i just openly said if any part of this is uh an a, an introduction of social justice into the indian sphere then you should just come out and say that's what it is mm-hmm. rather than painting a picture of the gospel and uh, shielding the advance of the gospel in such a way that it introduces you know so many other things along with it in the name of the gospel which i think is very dangerous uh, so if if i can if i can just press on that uh, most of these people are very influenced by the ministry of tim keller more than anybody else yeah yeah and i for one am very concerned about the trajectory tim has taken in the you know in the latter part of his ministry i mean i love the guy i've been blessed much by this man and i've used a lot of his resources but the 
deviation in this one regard has been uh, quite worrisome. I pray for him, but um, the impact that's that that's causing across the world is just not Christian. It's, it's just confusion. And like I says, I'm going to, we'll put the, the Brooke Kid, Kidron in the show notes and, and they can listen to that whole thing. But you know, the thing, the thing you think about Tim Keller for many years, I remember 10 years ago, I mean, some of the stuff, he was a, a good preacher. Uh, and what happens is you get a, maybe a good reputation. Now, later in life, you start introducing some of this other stuff and it's kind of, like you said, iffy and skeptical and, and, and doesn't have any gospel uh, uh, back backing, so to speak, if I may, that's tough because people say, well, you know, if, if, if Tim Keller is saying it, it's got to be right. And then I think we, you know, we got to be careful, even in this show, we, we want to always cut the scriptures straight and be mindful that, you know, we want to hear from people if you think we're saying something, you know, that that's off color or whatever. But uh, so, Pastor Michael, that's a great point. Look at what Paul said. You said in the in the book of Acts, he says, many among you, among you are going to wander, wander off. And, and so uh, well said, uh, Pastor Michael, we got about two minutes. Wrap it up and we'll end the segment. But Give me two minutes in, in a quick wrap, and we'll put that in the show notes so they can get the whole crux of that, and then I'll uh, yep. I'll close out. Absolutely, um, I would say that as Christians, we are we are supposed to live Bible centered lives, and when I say Bible centered, I don't mean putting the Bible in the center of our living rooms. <laughs> I mean Bible centered in the sense that every aspect of our life is influenced, informed, and even stemming out of the roots of scripture. Justice does not have to be found outside of the Christian worldview. It's in the Bible. Mm. The, you know, a lot of social justice uh, Christians speak about the Bible as being the filter that they use. Uh, no, the Bible is more than the filter. It's the source. It's the source material. It's where you go to identify how you treat one another, love one another, uh, live lives with one another, and pursue the gospel ministry. Social justice, as it is known today, is importing cultural perspectives of what it means to be just. And they contradict bi biblical perspective at many junctures. So even though people say that, you know, we could use these secular world views or books or resources or laws like critical race theory, we can use it for the benefit that it has. I don't think so. I no. think it's a distraction. I think it's a confusion. Uh, I think all you need is scripture. And if you're faithful to scripture, you're not going to be a racist and you're not going to, uh, you know, treat people without uh, reverence or due respect or treat people in an unequal way. Uh, we fight for justice naturally because we trust scripture, learn scripture, and we live out our Christian lives as a Bible-centered Christian. And uh, social justice is an import that is, um, that is contaminating the truth of scripture. And so they take away all scriptural categories and they speak peripherally uh, in an outwardly Christian way, but inwardly uh, in a corrupted way. Yeah, thank you. And and basically, we don't need 
we don't need the social justice movement and we don't need these as an analytical tool or anything like that. We have scripture and, and scripture alone and, and, and praise God. So uh, we'll figure out a way to get that in the show notes. Um, we love you guys, women that listen to us. We, we just thank you for tuning in. And, and this is a tough topic. And I know they're just starting to deal with it now in India. So we want to pray for our brothers and sisters out there. Uh, again, this is Pastor Dominic Romaldi with my uh, co-host, Pastor Michael Teddy, uh, coming to you on Street Talk Theology. We take theology and we bring it to the streets. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.